occurs to me that although we're not actually started yet, that I just did want to say that you brought a studio audience and I haven't, and I'm thinking, isn't that just like a, a, a fascist to go ahead and bring his own mob? Um, anyway, oh, wait, uh, I'm going to unplug the earphones. Say that again. I said, isn't it just like a fascist to bring his own mob? Um, yeah, well, we're, we're wearing the don't tread on me uh, tricorn hats. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm afraid of. <laughs> you know, best thing to do with a rattlesnake is shoot it, Jim. That's, that's always been. <laughs> oh, thank goodness I have the earphone back in on that one. Because <laughs> they're, they're actually very nice people. Uh, anyway, I don't even know how we want to start now, but uh, hello and welcome to the MWMB Network podcast. It's going to be 10 minutes of the most sensible talk you'll hear on the internet. I'm Alex Jeffries, uh, liberal, centrist, whatever you want to call me. And with me is our resident right-winger, Jim. And today we're going to go on a fast-paced romp across American politics until we run out of gas. Yes, and uh, we will, we're going, to, we're going to talk sense. We're going to talk common sense. That sounds good. That sounds good. What's been going on with you with this week? What's getting under your skin, Mister Conservative? Well, you know what, Alex? I was uh, I, I was paging through an article in Forbes magazine. You know, uh, which I had to. It was an old one. It was in the doctor's office because I certainly don't subscribe to that. <laughs> and uh, and I saw an op-ed piece that really just kind of got my goat. And what was that, sir? <laughs> well, the uh, the writer here that uh, that 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 wrote this uh, piece of drivel was uh, saying that the Michigan governor is declaring financial martial law in Michigan. Yes, and you don't agree that that's a accurate reading of the... Uh, uh, let's catch everybody up first um, before we go any further. About a week ago, a clip appeared on the Rachel Maddow show on the MSNBC network. It started going around the internet in which she described the bill that's making its way through the Michigan lawmaking process right now. Other authors picked that up, that story up, and including the Forbes editorial that Jim is referencing. Uh, so let's hear a bit of that clip. Uh, just so everybody knows what we're talking about. The Michigan House has already passed, and the Michigan Senate is about to pass a bill that sounds like it is, it is, it is out of a dystopian leftist novel from the future. Please just check this out. Governor Rick Snyder's budget in Michigan is expected to cut aid to cities and towns so much that a lot of cities and towns in Michigan are expected to be in dire financial straits. Right now, Governor Snyder is pushing a bill that would give himself, Governor Snyder and his administration, the power to declare any town or school district to be in a financial emergency. If a town was declared by the governor and his administration to be in a financial emergency, they would get to put somebody in charge of that town. And they want to give that emergency manager they've just put in charge of the town the power to, quote, reject, modify, or terminate any contracts the town may have entered into, including any collective bargaining agreements. But this emergency person also gets the power under this bill to suspend or dismiss elected officials. Think about that for a second. Doesn't matter who you voted for in Michigan. Doesn't matter who you elected. Your elected local government can be dismissed at will. You know, I'm not always the, the biggest fan, but I have to say that in this case, she hit the nail right on the head. This is an egregious attack on freedom. How do you not object to that? Well, no, but, but Alex, You people Alex. can't be trusted. We'll put you back on the straight uh, yeah, and narrow. Okay. Are, are, you, are you done? Are you done? Are you, yeah. are, you done? are you off your soapbox there for a second there, bud? Now, did you actually read the law? 
that has, has I, I'm willing to bet that this guy that wrote the, the, the page, he never even read the law. Okay. Like, the, law's, the law's been in effect since 1990. It's This is not news. They just added a few things. Well, then it's a crappy law. Well, it's... Oh, God. Alex. <laughs> you, you, it's not a crappy... Okay, you know what? It's a crappy law. If you are the corrupt alderman of some, you know, bug tussle borough in, in Michigan spending the taxpayers' money unwisely. That's that's who it's aimed at. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, who defines corrupt alderman in bug tussle Michigan? I mean, sure, if we have a trial, we have a court of law, and I've found that I'm corrupt, but you, the Republican governor, can just come in and say, oh, mayor of bug tussle, duly elected by the people, um... I don't like you because you're a Democrat. My elitist friend. No, it is not the governor. It's actually the state treasurer who who recommends to the governor. And it's kind of like, you know, when when you give your kid an allowance and and, and here's son, here's ten dollars, buy something. And he come and he spends 20 and and 10 of it was his buddies. this is this is a thing at, at putting municipalities or school districts into receivership for more common sense financial yeah. management. It, you know, well, I think it's well, really funny that you guys go around, you conservatives go running around us the country. Guys, us guys, I don't get to run around the country. You go running around everywhere in this country with your big yellow rattlesnake flags. Don't tread on me. Control, and then you know some poor folks want to just go ahead and elect an official, and wham! Between your governor and your treasurer or whoever, you know, boom! So much for local control, boom! So much for any of that. You just, you just, just take it right away. I mean, I don't see how that's democracy, Jim. I just don't. Do you want to know a little secret? Come on, you come on, ask me. What? What? You want to know a little secret? Tell me. Do you want to know? Why do I feel like I'm getting set up for something? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Set up. I I, okay, so, I, I want to know a little secret. This Ugh. is this is these are addendums to Public Law Number Seventy Two, which was enacted in nineteen ninety. Since that time, nineteen different either municipalities or school districts were placed under receivership by by the state governor. Sixteen of those nineteen were placed under by a Democratic governor. The, the, the city of Detroit school system was placed under receivership. Where was the hue and cry then? It's only because this guy's a Republican. And we all know that, you know, we have to have those fancy hairdos to cover up our horns. Well, absolutely. <laughs> you know, this podcast isn't going to work if you keep saying stuff I agree with, Jim. Oh, well, but, <laughs> He's ranting and raving, and and my God, some of the things that they can put the receivership in. You ready, Brett? Failure to pay wages to employees for more than 30 days. Failure to to take the taxes and pay it. Failure to pay for for, uh, pension. My God, this law protects the people. This is not some draconian measure. This, I'm sorry, I should not say he's a fool at Forbes, so let's just say... The yeah, I was going to say, Forbes, that noted bastion of liberal. <laughs> this guy should have at least looked at the law before he starts going, oh, my God, they're taking over their fight. They can't fire the mayor. They just took away his checkbook. 
Yeah, but you know, without the power of the purse, the mayor has no power. But but my goodness, Alex, I mean, this is actually a good wait, law. Wait, 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 wait. I think it's wait, wait, just wait, because wait. the governor is a conservative that that it's it's open season. My God, they they, they take out the gun sites. Oh, I'm sorry. Those weren't gun sites. Those were surveyor marks. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, 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 I'm quoting from the article right now. G- give me a second. It's this. It says the new law described by one of the GOP legislators sponsoring the bill. It's described as financial martial law, which allows the emergency financial manager to fire duly elected local officials, cancel labor contracts, and even dissolve the entire and okay, even well, dissolve no, no, entire no, communities and school districts. One I mean, legislator that doesn't even name the guy. You know, that's like me, uh, you know, asking uh, the kid down the street what his opinion is and putting it in his He's probably afraid to come forward. No, okay, you know what? <laughs> probably afraid. Afraid to come forward. You know what it says. You know. You know what the law says about canceling labor contracts. It's the the, the way the law right is written. It says that if you're say you're two years into a three year contract, that you can renegotiate in order to meet a financial responsibility before the contract expires. And if that's canceling a labor contract, well. That's his opinion. I'm not talking about canceling a labor contract. I am talking about no. I'm said. talking about the turning out of a duly elected official, local, mind you, hyper local, mind you, hyper local elected official by a central authority, which supposedly is what the new Tea Party Republican Party is supposed to be I, against. I don't drink tea. <laughs> okay, there was one time. It was in '74. I didn't like it. No, you don't fire you know, you, you, I mean, elected anyway. officials. All right. Well, we've beat this one to death, and I have to say honestly, I have to say honestly, Jim, that I'm going to score this one to you for the time being. Yeah. I'm sure we'll revisit this subject, week, but next, the fact next is, next week that, you'll hammer me on something. I know that. You know, I hope so. But we have um, gone on for, gosh, 14 minutes. Um, although some <laughs> of that's just junk. Um, <laughs> Actually, probably <laughs> probably 13 minutes of this is, is junk. Um, anyway, the, um, the one thing I did want to touch on really quickly, though, was uh, today um, it, uh, we all got an, an email uh, or a YouTube or whatever uh, that hit the Internet. Uh, Vermont's Senator Bernard Sanders, the lone socialist in Congress, uh, made a speech uh, in which he asked his fellow congressmen to consider... Perhaps that companies um, pay taxes um, before we start cutting things like Head Start and uh, programs for children and such like that. Uh, We're going to take a couple of seconds and uh, listen to that clip. We have another scandal out there, and that is major corporation after major corporation, many of whom have powerful lobbyists right here on Capitol Hill, not only pay nothing in taxes, but in many cases, get a refund from the IRS. So if you're working stiff, you're making thirty, forty thousand dollars a year, you're paying taxes. But if you're Chevron and you made ten billion in profits in 2009, you don't have to pay any taxes. You get a 19 million dollar refund. Yeah, let's go after the little kids. Let's go after the elderly. Let's go after the sick. Let's go after the most vulnerable. But apparently, in the Senate, we can't ask Chevron. To pay taxes. Uh, let's just discuss that one for a little bit. You uh, got that, sh- I'm sure, this morning when you opened your uh, 
Facebook because some evil liberal stuck it there for you. Um, reactions, Jim? What was your uh, what were your thoughts about the uh, the fact that um, no taxes? I mean, what's going on? How do we justify this? Well, okay, so they take advantage of the existing tax law. You know, change the tax law. You know, if if you don't think it's right, change it. But my God, the Democrats had control of the House, the Senate, and the presidency for two years before this last election, and and the only thing we got, Pelosi got a new jet. Wait, I mean, wait, didn't, hold, didn't hold, hold, hold the phone. Yeah, the the new jet. Um, hold the phone for a minute. Come on, you yeah, remember Mister Hope and Change? I'm going to close Guantanamo. It's still open. I'm going to help the little man. We're we're getting bankrupt. I mean, uh, actually, the figures came out today, and we can't get into this, but you know, figures came out today that actually showed uh, some positive gains in the uh, in the job market. And no, I don't think it was Boner. Um, I'm sorry, Bonner. I don't know why he spells his name yeah, Boner, oh, but uh, yeah, uh, slam it. Not that slam a guy's name. I, well, you know, just because I, your last name is the same as the Toys R Us giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing is, um, I don't cry every time I get drunk and I get uh, disease or whatever the hell it is. Anyway, uh, I, I, I find it hard to believe that um, that someone who's taking up the conservative position uh, is shedding too many tears that Guantanamo is still open. I just don't see where conservatives get off criticizing the president on not being able to, to, to close Guantanamo. This is not a mess he made. It's an incredibly complicated mess made by an incredibly stupid man who has had the reins of this country for eight years um you know and when you talk about by the way and when you talk uh, everybody's about everybody's entitled to their opinion yeah but, especially you know, when it's time, correct but the times and the situations were different in those beginning years what the hell was it 1802 i mean my god it was eight years ago in those beginning years jesus you know sounds like george bush was george washington give me a break well you know george washington at least george bush could throw a dollar over the delaware or the potomac or wherever the heck he threw it i don't think there were too many places george w bush couldn't throw a dollar jim because if you look (laughs) around we don't have too many left that's you know, all right, all right, all right. We are definitely out of time. Uh, we said we'd do this for 10 minutes, and we are already way over, and, and I still have a ton of editing to do. So I'm going to bring this to a close now. Hopefully any of you still with us had fun. Jim, anything you want to say to the people out there in podcast land before we sign off? We still live in the greatest country in the history of civilization, regardless of what they do in Washington. Jim, that's something we can't agree on. We do live in one of the best countries in uh, in the in the world and we are lucky that they let lunatics like us do a podcast like this we will see you hopefully next week on the mwmb podcast network you know nobody's asked me what that means yet it's not the, it's not like the name of your cat no no it stands for middle-aged white men bitching yes. <laughs> we'll see you next week folks <laughs>